Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Rowena and Vivian. Hello. Hello, hello. We're back. It's early in the morning again. How is Vivian doing? I am doing great. You know, okay, I was thinking about this the other day. You know how um, when you're starting a conversation with someone at work or just a stranger maybe someone you just met the first thing you talk about is the weather yeah like it's like that joke oh my god like the weather's (laughs) nice today oh my god it's so hot I feel like every time we start our podcast episode it's like oh my gosh it is 4 30 a.m oh it's so early in the morning (laughs) (laughs) the weather's I don't know what the weather's like outside it's hot in this closet (laughs) it's so hot it's getting to that time of summer But yes, I think today there's a lot that we can catch up on, what we've been up to, travels, Europe for Rowena, lots Mm. of frolicking for Viv. Mm -hmm. But before we get there, I feel like today seemed like a bigger struggle than normal mornings. Is there anything you want to share? Was it just like, man, woke up and like didn't get enough sleep? (laughs) It was probably because yesterday was a long day. It was mm. like a long work day. I went home to see my parents and then I stayed in my home home until maybe 11. So by the mm-hmm. time I came back, midnight, had to wake up at 4, 30. Mm. So I was just a little bit tired today, but it's okay. I'm awake now. <laughs> you look great. Thank you. And you sound great. Thank you. I want to share something hilarious. You're going to think this is hilarious. Mm. I had a dream right before waking up that Coachella was this weekend, but like a jank looking Coachella. It was like, it looked like a carnival, not like Coachella. But anyway, it was Coachella. And, you know, at this stage in my life, it's an event that I wouldn't probably go to. But in the dream, I was like, I really want to go. And I even, like, came up with a plan. I told James. I was like, Viv is there with her boyfriend. I'll go in. We can switch wristbands. I'll take Viv's ID just in case. And, like, somehow it just, like, it made sense in the dream. But, like, it makes absolutely no sense in real life. But, like, somehow James would get Rory's. But there's this way that they can explain it because they're friends. And they've sent each other DMs or, like, text messages that just go, bro, hi, bro, hi, bro, whatever. And it just shows the history of their relationship, which is why James can take 
his wristband it was just so weird and i woke up and i was like okay well i'm not gonna go to coachella <laughs> this weekend coachella. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so random well i have something to say as well oh. i <laughs> oh. Like, oh viv does <laughs> I want to say I am so proud of you for landing your dream collaboration with Dyson. Everybody, Rowena got to collab with Dyson and I know how much this was a huge, huge thing for you. And so she, was it a, what was, it was just a reel on Instagram. Yeah, it was just like a Instagram, a long-term Instagram collaboration until the end of the year. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I was watching your reel yesterday and it really did feel like one of your YouTube videos. Yeah. The mood of it, the vibe of it was very Rowena Sai. Yeah. And then because I know how much you personally love the brand, it I know it's a very, very genuine like collaboration. Oh, Not that your yeah. other ones aren't, but yeah. this one was like really special, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Means a lot. Can't oh. wait to see more. <laughs> so the the behind the scenes for this is actually kind of funny. When this deal first came in, I was super excited because, of course, it is Dyson. But where most of the work comes in, it's not even really like actually creating content is like the contract. So when the mm. contract came in, there was some interesting exclusivity. I'll just leave it as that. I can't like mention a lot of other brands, which made me a bit hesitant. But I was thinking to myself, and I think even talking to you and James, James was like, if there's any brand, like, this is it. You know, I think it's fine. Is it mm -hmm. not your dream brand? I'm like, it's my dream brand. He's like, then it's fine. I was like, okay, it's fine. So it was like a roller coaster of emotions of like, oh my God. And then, 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 oh my God. Oh my God <laughs> let's do it. And then, yeah, I think posting everything yesterday, like the stories and the reel, it just felt like, I don't know, the feeling, the exact feeling, I felt like I just went into battle and I won the battle. I don't know why it's so intense. <laughs> Maybe I'm just an intense person. But after posting the stories in the reel, I was like, wow, like that felt amazing, like intense, but amazing. Yay. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And yeah, I feel like the, I like posted it on Instagram too of making short form content is so hard when you've been living in long form you know because it's like mm. I actually spent I think an equivalent amount of time as I would to script a full you that's know, crazy 10 20 minute video or it felt that long right I think it's like it's still maybe two minutes max like a minute and a half but like to really cut it down to repeat the script over and over just to make sure that it fits the one minute and 30 second mark um. yeah it was fun. It was a fun and exciting creative challenge. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see the rest of your Instagram Dyson collaboration for the rest of the year. We Yay! still have six months. <laughs> That's awesome. It'll just be three more. Three more. Okay. Well, yes. we're all looking forward to the three more. <laughs> all right. So Viv, what have you been up to for the past two weeks since we last recorded? The past two weeks, so month of July, I... Actually, I went camping this last <gasps> weekend. Did I tell you I went camping? No. Yeah, it was a very spontaneous trip. I think we decided four days before. It was like a coupled double date 
Santa Barbara camping trip at Lake Kachuma. It was really fun and nice in a way that like I didn't really expect. And I feel like to give some context, I used to go camping with my dad every summer during my vacation break. It was probably when I was anywhere from elementary school to middle school. It was an annual thing we would go. And to also give some context on my childhood, my parents are divorced and I have a stepdad and a dad, but I've referred to both of them as my dad. But anyways, for this, I'm talking about my biological dad. So this was like one of those things that was very special to me every year growing up going camping. And this last weekend, as we drove onto the campsite, I rolled down my window. I immediately smelled the smoke from the fire pits. And like this just wave, just like how it it felt like um, nostalgia yes this wave of nostalgia just overcame me and I felt like I was thrown back to when I was seven or Mm -hmm. eight or nine the entire weekend I was just thinking about my dad and I don't know like it I don't talk about my parents too much I think like especially with my biological dad who I don't see as often as my other set of parents This trip made me miss him a lot, and it also, for the first time in a long time, made me feel hopeful that, like, Mm -hmm. I'm in a place where I can rebuild a relationship or, like, take the initiative and make more effort. And I know this is, you've heard, you know, all of my parental stuff, and so to feel this way, it felt like I'm, like, I overcame this hump that I've been stuck at for the last few years. And this was the most recent thing that happened. This is like four days ago. So I'm still kind of processing everything. But I like called him immediately after the trip. I am going to see him on Friday. And it just gets harder to see your parents as you get older too. That was the most recent thing that happened. (laughs) Wow, what a beautiful turn of events. I thought it was going to be like a fun camping story or like (laughs) adventures, but like this is not, it's not to say that it's better, but like, aw, thanks for sharing this. I didn't realize I know how to do everything. Like I know how to build a tent. I know how to start a fire. I'm okay with the four quarter shower for three minutes. The water might be like a little cold. I was so used to it. And so it made me really appreciate all of the outdoorsy things that my dad taught me. Um, As I was building the tent, I could like hear my dad yelling at me like, no, this is not how you do it. This is how you do it. And I was like, okay slightly like afraid but also like so grateful that I knew how to do all of these things because of him what were some of your best memories or like when you think back to seven or eight and like you're going camping Mm -hmm. do you is like is there anything you remember specifically do you remember how you felt I just love doing anything outdoors so like riding our bikes, starting the fire, exploring the campsite. The first day you get there, we would like ride our bikes around the entire place and check out all of the, just the areas. Mm -hmm. My dad is also love taking photos. And for him, he loved taking photos before sunrise. So you would get like the sunrise photos, which means you would wake up at like five. Mm -hmm. I remember waking up really early and go checking out places and we would go to places like Yosemite and Sequoia so much more naturey than Santa Barbara that it felt a little bit dry there but I missed those things and 
I thought about all the activities that I know how to do, such as rollerblading, roller skating, biking, playing tennis. Those are all things that my dad taught me. And I didn't realize and really mm-hmm. like appreciate that I really learned all of that with him, even though I didn't spend as much time with mm-hmm. him in my childhood as I did like with my mom's side. We actually get a lot of questions from our listeners requesting to talk about our relationship with parents and how mm-hmm. to navigate, especially if the relationship doesn't feel great. Maybe mm-hmm. you come from a family where your parents are more judgmental or critical, you know, you don't agree, but at the same time, you want their approval, you want mm-hmm. to make them proud. I never really brought these topics up with you because I wasn't ready to talk about it, nor did I want to talk about it. And I still (laughs) felt like I was struggling with my own relationships, trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out. But maybe that's all the more reason to talk about it. I think Mm -hmm. after this trip, I was like, I'm a little bit more ready to talk about. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Everything you just shared, there's a few things like woven throughout that I was also able to witness at different parts in your life. Mm -hmm. For example, I remember when we're pledging (laughs) for our business fraternity for like one of the first nights called like Unity Night. We're all supposed to bring an item that was very Mm -hmm. special to us. And you brought your camera and you talked about how special this camera was for you because your dad loved photography and it's something that you guys are able to do together. And we also went to Santa Barbara. I don't know if it's the same place. But we went to Santa Barbara from one of our um, one of our pledging trips. Do you remember? I va- yeah, I just yeah. remembered that. I was like, wait, maybe we went to the same place. Yeah, and there was a lake there too. I remember sitting at the lake. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Hearing you say all of this so openly and just saying this so freely to me as a friend, knowing how much your parents mean to you and you know all the things that you have been going through and working through mentally – I'm just, I'm proud of you. Thank you. It really feels like a mini breakthrough. Like, obviously, this just happened, so I'm still Mm -hmm. processing. It feels like a mini breakthrough. But something I realized through all of this was I was stuck in feelings of, like, resentment, of sadness, of anger for years. For years, for years, for years. And no matter how much I logically told myself, like, your parents are important, you want to mend this relationship, and... You don't want to feel this way towards them, you know, and then on top of that, we're all getting older. And so it was this pressure of time. There was nothing I could do to make the resentment stop or make the the hurt from, I don't know, the past stop. Mm -hmm. And this last weekend was just, it was very apparent to me that you can't rush your feelings and when you're ready, you really will be ready. Like you will feel something different than you did the week before the years before and it really just takes time and you have to believe like you have to believe that it's possible and that you can come through the other side yeah I I think anything truly is possible if we put our mind and our heart into it whether it's with literally anything in life like work stuff relationship stuff parents stuff parents have also been front of mind a lot for me lately especially because my grandpa recently passed away of course a part of me is sad you know like someone you've known for your whole life and someone who was like very present in your childhood is no longer there but I think 
having experienced the losses that I have, this one was more natural, if that makes mm. sense. You know, mm. it's like he's lived his life. He's, you know, he was surrounded by his kids, his grandkids, and he was in Taiwan in great care. And it just was like a very peaceful passing and like the best thing that anyone, you know, my mom, my aunts and uncles could ever ask for. But I think when something like this happens, you can't help but think about your own parents. Mm -hmm. And I had this thought like maybe a month or two ago, just like super random. You know, I was like eating, sitting on my couch, looking out the window. And I was like, wait, my child, my my yet to be born child will never know my mom as well as I know my mom. Mm -hmm. And that relationship that my child will have with my mom will be the relationship I have with my grandma. Just like how I never knew my grandma as well as my mom knew my grandma. It's just like when I put things in that perspective, I was like, whoa, like that's crazy. Yeah, it's that's absolutely wild. insane. Yeah. Yeah. And to think that I guess this is how the universe was created and designed, but I just wish that, you know, us in our 30s, we can talk to our grandparents about what life was like. You know, it's like Pachinko, kind of seeing how, saying. yeah, kind of seeing how the generations change and, you know, how society changes, the economy changes, living styles, living circumstances, seeing how all of that change. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this too. We'd heard bits and pieces about our grandparents our great-great-grandparents but to actually talk to them about it it's like now that we're more conscious and aware and we care and we are curious about these things it's like oh well you know they're not around anymore or maybe mm -hmm. they're not fully there for us to be able to talk to them about these things mm -hmm. but yeah I think this recent thing happening also made me think about my parents I think you just never really think about them aging until, I don't know, like now that we're 30, it's like, oh, they're like in their 60s. And then in 10 years, maybe when we have kids, they'll be like in their 70s, which is how old my grandparents were when I was born. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And being able to put this in perspective and this type of perspective kind of goes back to what we're just saying right that like anything is possible if you want to if you feel like it's something you must do to like have a good relationship with your parents or at least to try this perspective really helps us because like the time we have with their parents isn't infinite right for as mm -hmm. much as we want to believe that it is it is finite and things can happen life can happen tragedies can happen knock on wood not to like wish this upon anyone but it's just the reality of life right like you, we never know what's really going to happen so if this is something that means a lot to us being able to put this aspect of our life into perspective can hopefully give us that nudge to call our parents a little more to hang out with them a little more to have a little bit more patience and compassion when we see them and or when we hang out with them or when they ask us about technology like I just can't have zero patience and my dad's always just like smiling he's like Rowena I don't know or else I wouldn't ask you and I'm just like the sweetest man I'm sorry dad <laughs> oh my god the same thing happens with my dad <laughs> 
I'm like, you click the button, the button. He was like, I don't see the button. Yeah. Stop yelling at me. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like you. <laughs> and then my mom goes, look, they want to give me a free iPhone. I clicked it. I entered my information. Oh, what do no. I do now? I'm like, mom, no. <laughs> Go back. <sighs> I think for me, what helped is because we are child and they are parent, how we perceive them is like mom and dad, right? Like we often forget that mom and dad are people and they had a whole life prior to us that we don't get to see or hear about. And even if they do share those stories, it's just through their lens. And it might not necessarily even be the reality or the full truth of everything that really shaped who they were when they became your parents. I think Pachinko played a big, it like really helped me understand that exactly what you said, there was a life before us. And I would highly recommend reading the book and not watching the show (laughs) first. You watch the show later, but like if you, if any of this resonates with you, I think Mm -hmm. like try reading Pachinko. It's a pretty long book, 400 something pages, Mm -hmm. but really worth it. It's also kind of slow. Is it slow? I think to like to me, because I was so invested because I just really wanted to find out what happened. I read it within, if I could, I could have read it within a day. But I think the way that it's written, it's not like, you know, this grand tale and adventure is just very like factual. Like this is what happened on this day. This is what they're doing. This is what she went through. This is blah, blah, blah. So it's like, blah, 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 blah. So it, it may be like, I don't know, the word that comes to mind is like more monotone or it's not as like, you know, there's, it's not as like the range is it's more crazy. linear yeah like a, it, it's, it's more super linear. linear it follows a timeline mm-hmm. and there's no climax it feels yeah. like it just feels like yeah. you're following the lives of this family in the span of four generations yeah and then what were you saying sorry about how like the book helped you and then yeah no that was that was pretty much it so yeah i would i would recommend reading that book if if any of this is interesting, I guess, like mm-hmm. just because not everyone is close to their family either. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think for me, I always have been, but I've just struggled with like feeling good in recent mm-hmm. years, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like the tale is of like an, a K- Korean, Korean and then Korean American generation. So I think maybe we feel a bit closer because it's like oh you know we would hear bits and pieces of our grandparents and then even our great-grandparents and it's like kind of similar to what they went through but I feel like regardless of your culture the living standards four generations ago are nowhere near where they are today and it's just such a beautiful tale and retelling of even if it's like a fictional family yeah that it's like so much sacrifice was and has been made for us to live the way we live now mm-hmm. in the world that we live in now. And it's not just, you know, our parents and our great-grandparents. It's like collectively, all of our grandparents, all of our great-grandparents worked so hard, struggled so much, and like went through so much adversity just with the hopes that maybe their future generations can have a better life for themselves. And I think that is 
very touching and very beautiful because it just it shows you this unconditional love more importantly even though you may not understand why they are the way they are and you know sometimes it's shown in a way that you don't understand or you don't appreciate because you're just like what are you doing but I think regardless of you know our parents and grandparents potential flaws because we're all human and we're not perfect it shows that despite all of that the love and the unconditional like they just want the best for the future generation that's it you know that's what drove them that's what made them who they are maybe that's what made them rough around the edges maybe that's what made them have no filter because they had to fight for their place in the market when they sell kimchi <laughs> you know so yeah, they had to like, survive it, yeah it could make you have um what is that what is what is what james says secondhand embarrassment because your parents are just so unfiltered and they just go up to people and say the weirdest to you to you it's yeah. like the weirdest or like things that don't need to be said but we don't see the other side of that of like what made them so courageous or what mm-hmm. made them so open and willing to talk to strangers yeah yeah I think also with like the different generations you see that our values are very different and in at least in the show I didn't get to the end of Pachinko the book in the show you see how like the fourth generation the Asian American they're like in America now he he's kind of like bratty you know with his mm-hmm. grandma and mm-hmm. kind of um he he feels like entitled and I was like oh my gosh I think that's me like, I <laughs> I'm that way with my yeah. with my relatives but yeah you see how they value different things in their mm-hmm. life but at the end of the day your values are the, as the fourth generation completely stems from the the first set of values mm-hmm. and how they try to survive and you know make things work for them and so it was just so it was so good it was Mm. such a good book yeah what would you say the values of the first or like the fourth generation how do I say this let's just okay the values of the first generation which is great great grandma is compared to the values of the fourth generation well I think like for the the great great grandma Mm -hmm. because what was valued in society was also so different at the time like gender roles was a huge thing family reputation and status and it's kind of like Mulan right you cannot (laughs) dishonor your family versus nowadays I feel like for us being in America that's not necessarily I still feel a little bit of that because my parents are still Asian but I'm not going to dishonor my family with all the things that I'm doing in my life, you know, versus if they did that or the generation before that, it's so Mm. different. And so I feel like they were a lot more restrictive in previous Mm. generations. Mm -hmm. They were more restricted in previous generations. And because of that value of family, community, your like your status, reputation, and really like, I feel like that's where the sacrifice came from. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, I think we think a lot more about ourselves as much mm-hmm. as we do love our families and as much as we try to be there for them. I don't think it's the same as how my mom gives back to her mom or how probably previous generations give back to their parents and mm-hmm. do so much more um, than what than what we do. 
Yeah, I guess we, we're a little bit more selfish. We think about ourselves, but that's the life that we were given, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. just part of changing. Like, that's just part of the different generations. It's never going to be the same. And I think the sets of, I guess, what the first generation faces versus the second versus the third versus the fourth, like, you know, the if the goal was to help your child live a better life and the goal for the child is to give their child the opportunity to live a better life and to have Mm -hmm. better life circumstances it makes sense that by the time it gets to us because our (laughs) parents and the previous generations have quote-unquote succeeded in creating a slightly better life for their children and their children's children that we're We're reaping the benefits We think it's all about us. Yeah. <laughs> We're Which little doesn't make it, it doesn't make it okay, but it's just mm-hmm. like, it's interesting to think about life and ourselves in this context of, well, yeah, because our parents helped us take care of all the basic, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We have a roof over our heads. Mm-hmm. We, for the most part, have food to eat um, so that we can think about other things like self-actualization and who am I and what kind of person do I want to be what kind of job do I want to have Mm -hmm. like you know pursuit I don't know pursue things like happiness or whatever it is that keeps us up at night Mm -hmm. this is a very interesting unplanned conversation because one thing I've been thinking about a lot is actually the fact that I'm oh my God, my stomach's like, um, (laughs) is that I can be very selfish sometimes, a lot of times. And the specific example was, I don't know if I told you this, a few weekends ago, or a few weeks ago, James was here. And one night, like we're going to bed early. Like, it's a big win because he's usually in L.A., which has a three-hour time difference. I'm usually in New York. I like to sleep. I like to. I don't always, but I like to sleep by, like, 10, 11. Mm -hmm. So we're in bed early. By early, I mean, like, 1030. I'm like, yes, we can sleep early. And he he asks me a very innocent question of, like, babe, do you know why I like working at cafes? I'm like, oh, why? Like, you know, like, it's such an innocent question. And then he goes, you know, growing up, my dad would take me to Barnes and Noble. And then we would just sit in a cafe, I would do my homework, my dad would read. And it was just like a wonderful time. Because as an only child, I can't really focus when I'm home in my bedroom, because like, there's so many things to play with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. Like getting ready to like turn over and go to sleep. Uh-huh. And then he starts going down memory lane of like, man like I miss that I miss my parents and like homeboy starts crying and I'm like I'm like oh my god are you okay like I need to like in my this is dialogue in my head it's like dude I need to I need to calm him down and be a good girlfriend but this is like the worst timing. It's like the oh first time we can go to sleep early. And he knows like the reason why we're going to sleep early is because I had a long day. Like I mm-hmm. just there's a lot of things to be done. But like in that moment, I caught myself being split between 
like need to take care of human because human is sad and like it's the right thing to do and like oh my god but why is this happening right now when I just want to go to sleep (laughs) and then that was one moment that like led to me breaking down a few days later Mm. because you know like conversations that we would be having about like workflow and structure I had the same conversation with Fel who's like I just need to know where you are my co-host of Beauty Within and then you know my team always tells me and jokes with you that like I can be hard to reach sometimes and then James sat me down and was like hey I know you've been very busy but I just want to know your constant change and shift in schedule really influences and impacts me. No, it really affects me because like he's trying to prioritize me and like mm-hmm. do things together, especially when he's when he's here. And I know he's just like sharing his feelings and, you know, what he's going through and stating facts. But I was just like oh my god I can't do anything right I'm letting everyone down and just like like I was literally crying with my like my knees were up my hand was crossed over my knees and then I was just like crying into this like safe space and when I looked up I had snot dripping down my nose and there's a pool of water there's a pool of tears under me um but anyway that was a, a very recent happening that you know, it has nothing to do with parents, but selfishness. Yes, it, it it made me realize that, like, it's human for me to think these thoughts, and it's fine to be thinking about myself and my plans, but I don't know. I think just being aware of it happening, I think it was good that I was aware that it was happening as it was happening, um, and then, you know, I think it's something that I still need to think through, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. Well, okay. When you are sharing both of these scenarios or stories, I can understand how you would perceive that as like you being selfish. But I guess like how I heard it was in this scenario with James, you were struggling between just two different feelings. Like one, you're exhausted. You've been looking forward to sleeping early for a really long time. And then now someone who's really important to you is going through something emotional and you didn't expect it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think like maybe in an ideal world, you would want to drop everything to be there for that person. But we don't live in an ideal world and it's totally normal to have both of these reactions and feelings at once and just because you have these thoughts and even if you were to react maybe harshly to him in that moment I don't think that makes you selfish I think it's Mm. just I think it's very normal to have these different states of yourself come up in a moment in time and to like they could even be conflicting ideas and thoughts but I don't know. I like to me that doesn't make you selfish. The second story, I do understand where James is coming from in the sense that I also feel that way and, and we talked about this where mm-hmm. I want to cater to your schedule and I but I it but as a result I am also affected by it. Yeah. I think when you first told me all of this, 
I was telling Ro that she is actually in a relationship, like a full-fledged relationship with five different people in her life. And that's not normal either. Like you are fully committed to James. You're fully committed to Beauty Within. You're committed to your channel, which is yourself and your team, and then voice hugs. And so to do all of those things at once, like it's part of the process of figuring out the structure, how you show up, how to delegate and how to like separate your time it might feel selfish but I think I honestly think it's just part of the process of figuring it out this is just like taking a step back I feel like words have morphed like specific words have kind of like taken on their own meaning Mm. um anything right like love has so many definitions and layers and shades of meaning and I think selfishness I don't know I think like selfishness is like society is like oh it's a bad thing like you know like you can't be selfish you need to be selfless right so I think it has this like very polarizing black and white effect mm-hmm. I think from the perspective that I operate through I strive to be as selfless as I can in every moment of my existence, right? Like trying to think about other people's before myself. And so from that framework, in that moment, that was why I think like I felt the way I felt, even though like I know full well that it's fine, right? Mm -hmm. That my feelings are valid, that I can and am entitled to feel the way Mm -hmm. I feel because it's just how I feel, right? Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, it was like a reflection of a larger thing because even though these two stories may seem unrelated to me I think it's very related Mm. right because you know it's my schedule it's my time it's doing things on my time and you know I'm trying my best but at the same time it's like influencing and affecting like literally all the five people including myself that's involved Uh so I feel like it isn't like a like, a, oh, you're bad, you're selfish. It's more of a, hey, maybe you can try to start getting ahead of like schedule or planning better so that you're thinking about other people just as much as or a little more than you have than you may have before. Mm-hmm. Will that make sense? Yeah. I think for both of us, actually, like we're able to like logically we know you know, Mm -hmm. the human experience of feeling feelings, everything's validated, or your feelings are validated. But it's in the moment. And then like the next step, it could just be a baby step. And that's okay. And that's enough. And Mm -hmm. being aware of it first and foremost, and then taking a first step forward is all that we can do at this time. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it hearing (laughs) hearing this. (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, with anything in life, even (laughs) with all the things that we've talking about from parents to ourselves to the relationships that we have is just communication. Mm. It really is. Maybe that's like the theme of life. (laughs) I think it really is to be able to want to communicate, to not close yourself off, to not expect the other party no matter if it's your parents or your friends or people who you work with to like read your mind I think that's something that I (laughs) I like 
was a I'm, I, I was a big offender. Like, you should know. You should just know. <laughs> Especially with like significant others. But uh-huh. like, no, they don't know and they're not mm-hmm. expected to know if you especially if you don't tell them you know mm-hmm. so communication in all areas of our lives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for to now or for to now for to now well, let's keep this in <laughs> but for now we will wrap up today's episode and yeah, this was a really lovely conversation. Really did not expect to wake up at 4.30 and talk about my parents. And yeah. <laughs> the beauty of uh, spontaneity and going off script. Not that we had a script, but I was going to mm. talk about my trip to Paris, but <laughs> it'll be the next episode. Next episode. Episode 25. Mm. Along with lessons we've learned so far in 2022. As always, if you guys would like to send any requests, questions, leave comments, or say hi, you can always email us, hello at voicehugspodcast.com, or shoot us a DM on Instagram, voicehugspodcast. And I hope this uh, little episode showed you that, yes, we do read all of your DMs and emails. Yes, we do. Even if we don't tell each other about it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I, I know these things come when they're supposed to, so. I was like, I've never mentioned that people ask about parents, and I don't want to talk about parents, so I'm not going to tell Rowena that people have been asking about talking about parents. <laughs> but um, anyways, if you guys are watching the video, we are matching. Woohoo! Rowena got me the shirt for my birthday, and you got you got these in Korea. In Korea, they're so yeah. cute. Thank you. Bloody lover. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Boys hugs. Boys hugs.